The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Today we present part two of our interview on prophetic NDEs with researchers Robert and Suzanne Mays. If you missed last week's part one of this discussion, I'd suggest you listen to last week's show in our past show's archives. Robert and Suzanne Mays have studied the phenomena of near-death experiences together for some 40 years. Their research, focused, their research focuses on the phenomena connected with the out-of-body component of NDEs, especially vertical perceptions and other verified paranormal phenomena during an NDE. On this and last week's show, Robert and Suzanne preview for us their talk at this year's IONS conference on prophetic visions in near-death experience with warnings for our current time. NDEs frequently give indications that time during the, the experience is suspended, that the transcendent realm is actually timeless, and that the events of the NDE seem to occur all at once. Two key elements in many NDEs relating to time are a life review and a life preview, visions of likely future events in the NDE's personal life or in world events. In their talk, the maze focus is on prophetic visions of future world events, and we continue that discussion today. Robert and Suzanne, welcome back to NDE Radio. Thank you, Lee. Good morning, Lee. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you back and uh, good to continue this discussion. Um, we had a chance to discuss the nature of free will a little bit. When when prophecy uh, occurs, especially in powerful visions like uh, Ken Letts, for instance, uh, it's, it's somehow it seems to be written in concrete. And uh, but free will would you'd think would mitigate against that. So. Why don't you talk a little about free will, the nature of free will? Right. So, you know, there are certain principles uh, that we get uh, out of NDEs, and uh, because it's very obvious, uh, it's it's actually sometimes uh, explicitly stated. And and of course, the the most common principle is that we are eternal spiritual beings. We don't die with the death of the physical body. Uh, and the second one, at least in my mind or our minds, is that we have free will, which means that God cannot interfere with our free will choices. And, and that's why we have, why, why humanity has run so much amok is that, is that we have free will choices and, and, and then we have to live with the consequences of them. And then we have free will choices of how we're going to respond to these disruptions. Right. And so one can respond positively or one can respond negatively. And, and, uh, and this is what some of these, um, visions are, are giving us is that, uh, we're going to be thrown into situations more and apparently more and more, uh, terrible and difficult. Uh, and, uh, and how are we going to respond? So, mm-hmm. We, we had, uh, in, in, with the attacks on 9-11, there were these, um, cases where we, uh, 
you know, at that after that time, it was noted, uh, I think, fairly widely, that uh, people went back to church and they they started to pray again, and that um, you know this was a positive time in a sense. You know that uh, people were turning back to the spiritual aspect of themselves and and becoming more um, more kind and um, accepting of others. Particularly since there was this uh, tremendous um, uh, response to to against Muslims at the time, and mm-hmm. and and people responded, you know, saying, "Wait a minute, that's not right." Uh, you know, there are there are citizens, there are brothers and sisters, and so so there was there was a counter response to that, uh, as opposed to hatred and uh, seeking vengeance, and so. Uh, so we will be uh, thrown into ever worsening, in our view, it will be ever worsening situations, tests. How are we going to respond? Mm. And uh, and and it will be our free will choice, and and that will then determine the consequences. It will mitigate bad consequences if we choose love and kindness and sharing and um, you know helping others, serving others. As opposed to to greed and hatred and um, you know killing others. There was a uh, Christian. I don't know if he was a bishop in the church or just a monk named Doscalus lived in Cyprus, and he had this this idea that we, with our good emotions or our bad emotions, send out um, spiritual powers called that he called elementals. That would influence uh, not only our own feelings but the rest of the world as well. So, in a way, prayer would be a good elemental, yeah. and yes. hatred and and racial prejudice and and those impulses would be evil. Now, do you think that something, if enough evil gets generated just psychologically, not you know, not to mention. Uh, Pollution and all the bad things that we physically do to the earth, would that be a cause for, say, the caldera at Yellowstone to to explode? Yes, it, it could be. Uh, there, um, we have to do more research about that um, specifically. Uh, there, this is you know some worldwide catastrophe which which could bring on a years long uh, winter. Which would cause tremendous starvation and suffering. Um, uh, that uh, is mentioned in a lot of places, and uh, and then the outcome after that is also shown in in several places. Uh, I wanted to go back to to about yes, yeah, but this point about what what really counts. So in the life review, people having a life review, they they report. Unanimously, pretty unanimously, that what really counts when you're having your life review and there's there's a being or several beings around you who are who are with you, uh, they are not judging you. You are judging yourself. But but they they will respond to you know when there are uh, when the things that count come up and the things that count are kindness, love, caring, and serving others. And it isn't. Uh, worldly accomplishments or fame or wealth 
those those don't count. Those actually, you know, they they just uh, as the as the being of light mentioned to George Ritchie, that just glorified you. You became an Eagle Scout. That glorified you. Mm-hmm. But it was when he showed kindness uh, and caring and serving. So these these are the um, these are the things that count. And and so those are the things that that's the the currency, so to say. Love is the currency in the spiritual world. None of this other stuff. And so when when you have these negative uh, things, then yes, they they can bring about um, uh, these really uh, worldwide disasters. Uh, at least that appears to be what happened. And of course, there's always the story of Noah, where, um, you know, the evil deeds, uh, and we're not given a lot of details about them, uh, of the people brought on this flood, and there was only one righteous person, one or one righteous family who was saved, and they were guided how to mm-hmm. be saved. Yes. And actually, we were told, uh, at least in the Bible, that uh, we won't be destroyed by flood again. But of course, the fire next time could very well be a nuclear war, right? Or 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 a, a, a massive uh, super volcano. Yes. Or uh, exactly right, exactly right. You know, one of the things that uh, uh, has compelled fundamental Christianity, looking toward the second coming, has made a lot of people less conscious of destroying the earth through pollution and you know the, all the environmental destruction the destruction of the bees and the butterflies and all this stuff that we're doing right now to the rest of the planet okay well i i'd like to respond to this because i've been thinking about this uh, there there are certain fundamentalist teachings that are saying well in order for there to be the second coming we have to destroy the earth because it won't be until certain things happen, like the the temple in Jerusalem is destroyed. Or I, I don't right. actually I don't know what the teachings right. are exactly. <laughs> you know that is completely completely off base, and 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 it's it's like twisting around the spiritual principles into something that I have to say is evil, because. Because it is, uh, you know, uh, we we learn from uh, Rabbi uh, Stephen Robbins uh, that, uh, you know, in the Torah, the commentary on the um, the Torah, there is uh, this notion that God cannot fix what we mess up on the earth. God does not have the power to fix what we mess up. So if people want to have heaven on earth, they better have they better be going in the direction of heaven rather than nuclear war. Mm. And and uh, this is because what we end up with, you know, if there were a nuclear war, uh, I think the response of the earth would be to have, you know, one, you know, if the nuclear war itself does not destroy everything and cause a a global winter uh, there could easily be the response, uh, given all the terrible things we've done with nuclear weapons and testing and all that, uh, uh, a response finally that says, you know, this is what this is what you have set set in motion, and here it is. Here's the supervolcano or a huge tsunami or et cetera, et cetera. 
and and that's the re- that's the consequence of what we have set in motion. Right. And the, and, and yeah. So the notion of a second coming as a as salvation, uh, rather than I mean, you're <laughs> it's not a blessing if we've destroyed the earth and as a result Jesus comes back. Uh, I think that's. But the other thing too that um, I might as well ask you about right now is, have you had any? Um, what what is your feeling about reincarnation and the notion that we come we return to this earth again and again? Yeah, I, well, we we think that the evidence for that is pretty strong with with um, in NDEs, you know, people being shown their past lives uh, in the NDE, and also, of course, uh, the research uh, done by uh, Ian Stevenson and, and James Jim Tucker and 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 many others uh, of children that remember their past lives. Right. So what we're doing is we're creating or destroying the world that we would ultimately wish to come back to. Right. Uh, right. Right. And this is where, see, this is where, uh, you know, in a way, and this would be a good place to, to talk about this, in a way this would be good uh, if there was something that, you know, if, if we mess up the, the earth so badly and we don't have to and we can still mitigate it, but if we do, and there is this the terrible um, response, you, you know, of uh, uh, a supervolcano or an asteroid hitting, and the, uh, these are all, by the way, uh, predictions that we are seeing, asteroid hitting the Earth, um, that, uh, that there is this global winter uh, for years. People will starve. Very few people will survive. And, and of course, that's very, that's terrible, but we have to remember that we don't die. So dying is actually a, a release from this physical world into something that is much better, a heavenly realm. But in any case, when this happens and how we respond to this situation is, is another thing. But what will come about, what is the ultimate scenario is given in visions that Howard Storm had, Actually, Ken Lett has it also, and Don Coffey, uh, among others. And this vision, and actually I think it would be good to, to, to read a little bit of Howard Storm. Um, this is, his book is My Descent into Death. And he's saying that people will have all kinds of, it will be a, a very wooded area, areas of the world will be wooded. People will have spiritual powers. He's not putting in um, um, this our interpretation of it. They'll have spiritual powers to to be able to um, uh, raise their own food. And he says people raised in this vision. He's saying people raised food by sitting next to plants and communing with them. In a few minutes, they would they could harvest mature fruits and vegetables. They ate what was they grew immediately without cooking. Uh, and that um, they would, they, so there. That's a spiritual ability. We certainly don't have that now. They could, con- no. they would con- be able to control weather and the climate, so that it would be hospitable, and um, they would commune telep- telepathically. There would be no need for technology. Uh, they would have, um, they would have um, 
the power to control matter and energy. And they could, they will, not, they not could, they will be able to uh, commune telepathically with everyone on earth and with uh, people uh, in on other planets uh, um, in uh, in te- with intelligent beings on other worlds and and so on and so so this and and this I this picture of of the earth covered with um, with forests and and small communities of people uh, living together harmoniously and then uh, this is all around the world and that people can travel from one place to the other by a kind of teleportation, I guess you could say. And, um, and, uh, they would, and then, and they would be able to be healed by, uh, a kind of psychic ability in and in, in prayer. And then they, and then when they are, somebody is ready to die because they've learned everything they need to learn in the earthly life, they would um, have a transition back to spirit and it would be a joyous occasion. So so this is the picture and, and we get a similar thing with, with Ken Lett's uh, picture and Don Coffey um, is, a, is a fellow who um, had a dream, a very vivid, intense dream such as one gets in a prophetic vision where he saw he was in a dirigible a a blimp kind of thing that was floating uh, easily over uh, uh, southern Ohio and eastern Kentucky and West Virginia and he looked off off in the distance and he saw uh, to the west and he saw that there was this great sea which was uh, where the Mississippi had, had been and this sea stretched from the Gulf of Mexico all the way up to through the Great Lakes and up to um, here on Hudson Bay. And so he um, and he said that this would happen in 300 years. This account is in the um, Journal for Near Death Studies by Ions. Yeah, he wrote a letter to um, about it. Um, what, um, now, yeah. this. So in the 300 intervening years, does that mean that it, that we lay waste to the earth and then we recover slowly and learn these spiritual um, gifts? Yes. Uh, uh, so it would be as early as well. The vision that that uh, um, Howard Storm had was, uh, he said it would be 200 years from 1985. So it would be 2185. So that's 160 years from now. So do in the meantime, if there are close to eight billion souls on Earth, are we reincarnating as roaches and rats, and <laughs> no. whatever is left, uh, you know, to live on the Earth until we finally mature enough to <laughs> be able to to grow our fruit spiritually? Well, I, first of all, I think that we would. Many people have lots to learn, and um, and so they would they would be incarnating, but slowly. Mm. Back to the earth to learn, and that's the, and the lessons are not to be the way they probably lived, you know, in the present time, but to be more loving and kind, and uh, and and actually because this these pictures show that there is a spiritual um, 
advancement. You know, we're talking about powers that are so beyond what, you know, we currently have. That, so, so lofty. Right. That, that, you know, there's a whole lot of things to learn. And a, a lot of that can be learned in the, in the spiritual realm between earthly lives. But then you have to come to the earth to learn. And so it will be a gradual process that people will g- gradually be brought in and, and, um, and learn these uh, abilities and these faculties, basically. Do most of the um, long-range prophecies that you've uh, studied end on a happy note? Uh, well, yes, th- that's yes, that's correct. It's a reset. Yeah. So, so this is implying that we may get to the point. In fact, we may be beyond the point right now that there needs to be a reset. And the reset uh, is not going to be pleasant, uh, but but um, again we come back that we do not die; uh, we are eternal spiritual beings, and so there is not this um, should not be this fear that uh, oh my gosh everybody's going to die. Uh, and the ears would say, well, hey, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's a time. It's ta- it will be a time where humanity will be more able to spiritualize material existence. Yeah, and that and that in fact is you know that's what Howard Storm is saying. If you think about it, that we can control climate and that we can commune telepathically with everybody on the Earth and and with people in, on in other cosmos, worlds in the cosmos in the cosmos and and that. Uh, you know that we can control the climate and uh, and that we can control the raising of food and um, and and basically what people did then was to to raise children that they're they're uh, and educate their children and in fact it wasn't just the parents but the whole community raised the children and and uh, and if you think that that's that's indeed what is needed because you know there will be a lot of people coming in that need to learn these things. Yes. Right now, our children are all staring at at uh, phone-sized <laughs> screens and uh, computers, and and not even paying attention to to the beauty of nature, except in a virtual world sort of way. Right. So what we're told is that the the full-time avocation would be raising, having the, that the work with children and raising in cho- of children was both play and the love of the work. Right. There was no difference. Yeah. There's. Yeah. So it isn't. There isn't any work in quotes. Yeah. Work. No. It's play. Is this a product of spiritual growth or technological achievement? Product. Spirituality. Spiritual growth. Yeah. He spiritual said that growth. there would there would be no technology, but he did say that they people had these um, ornaments. Ornaments. They had necklaces that had these what appeared to be metallic or or crystalline. Um, Parts that were on it, and they they had some some purpose, but uh, anyway, but there there would not be the technology that we have now. We there'd be no need for it. If you can yeah. if you can if you can commune te- telepathically with anybody, then um, there's no need for a cell phone. For that's right for <laughs> G five or whatever it is they're right. promoting <laughs> promoting, and uh, there wouldn't be a need for. Uh, Vast corporations making vast uh, wealth at the expense of uh, the rest of us. Right. There wouldn't be a hoarding. 
Yeah, which is what what's uh, you know a key component in the destruction of the earth. There would be no exploitation. Oh. So can we can we jump time and be there now? No, <laughs> no, no, we have no. we have to go through this, and, and in oh, fact, the dear. fact that you're here means that you wanted to go through this. So <laughs> the saying is, no pain, no gain. Uh, I think you're I, right, Suzanne. Sadly, I'd like to uh, do one other thing, and that is to talk about. Uh, one thing that very likely can happen, in addition to what Ken Lett's um, vision is of the current political situation, uh, and that is that um, one thing that can happen uh, that we think is quite plausible is that there would, will be a, a global, and this is brought out in some of the NDE um, stories, uh, visions, I should say, uh, that there would be uh, – a global power grid problem that mm. that uh, the and the scenario that would bring it so it, electricity would be wiped out you know electrical system would be wiped out no computers no telephone uh, so no computers no uh, smartphones no internet no satellites and that um, and then economic chaos would ensue and it would lead to people stealing killing and hoarding. Rather than sharing and helping and, um, you know, acting out of love rather than fear. And yes. so, and, and we're getting some of these situations now, you know, with blackouts, but, but this could, could happen because of the, um, weakening of the Earth's magnet, magnetic field. And that's accelerating now, apparently. The scientific measurements are showing that. And therefore, we are much more uh, uh, susceptible to uh, uh, solar flares, solar flares that when we had a strong magnetic field would not cause any problem at all. But then there would be um, even these relatively benign solar flares and solar er eruptions would uh, will cause this kind of power outages. And, 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 and if there were a major... Uh, solar eruption or a coronal mass ejection, then that would cause wide-scale wide disruption of the power grid. And this happened back in 1859. There wasn't a lot of technology back then, but there was telegraphy, and that, that had a tremendous a negative effect on the telegraph system. Right. Well, speaking of uh, loss of power, we have run out of time, oh, okay. Robert. <laughs> That's and, all right. Uh, I want to thank both of you, Robert and Suzanne Mays, for uh, for doing this and then uh, doing it again in part two. Um, you guys will be speaking on NDEs and Prophecy at the upcoming IONS conference near Philadelphia. I hope the listeners, all of you who can attend, will attend and, and yeah. um, be there for, for that talk. I certainly plan to be. For more on that, please go to IANDS.org. And if you'd like to... To listen to this show again or any of our past shows, check out our website at nderadio.org. And join us again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. And this is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening. <laughs>